Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky, and joining us once again this week, Patrick Cushman. Uh, how are you doing this week, Patrick? Doing well, Mitchell. Doing well. Well, let's start. We usually go NFL first. There was a big week in the uh, world of NASCAR, which I know you're a fan of. We talked uh, a couple weeks ago about Michael Jordan uh, buying a racing team. But, uh, Pat, give us an update. We're going to go NASCAR update. Yep. Well, uh, Championship Sunday was uh, this past Sunday. And uh, Chase Elliott is your 2020 NASCAR, NASCAR Cup Series champion. Um, uh, and if you don't know how uh, the playoffs work, so basically there's 16 drivers that make it out of around 40 full-time drivers. Um, and then after three races, they keep cutting and keep cutting it until they're down to four. And then it's one race, a points reset, and it's whoever wins out of those four wins the NASCAR Cup Series. Chase Elliott took first place. Brad Keselowski finished second. And it's been a very controversial playoff. Um, with Kevin Harvick, he had nine wins in the regular season, but did not get to the championship round, which a lot of people are upset about. Because a lot of people were saying if you have nine wins, you should be competing for a championship. So, a lot of controversy, um, a lot of drama. Uh, Chase Elliott is the winner. And the passing of the torch is what a lot of people are saying. Jimmy Johnson raced his last race. He is now retired and is moving part-time to IndyCar. And Chase Elliott, they're on the same team. Um, so, it's almost the passing of a torch from a seven-time champion now a 24-year-old champion. And so it's, it's quite the story. If you had, uh, how would you summarize, because obviously Jimmy Johnson is one of the more iconic drivers that are out there. If you had to summarize his career, uh, what what do you think it will be uh, known for looking back? Five in a row. I mean, he won five NASCAR championships in a row. And that has never been done before. And I don't think it will ever be done before. Um during that time, he was amazing, and he could not be beat. He is, um, to me, you know, a top. I mean, there's only been three, two other racers that have won um, seven titles, and Jimmy Johnson's one of them. So he's one of the greatest of all time. Um, and yeah, the five in a row really stands out. Finally, for Chase Elliott, because I know what you were saying, a lot of people were saying on social media and everywhere, like, oh, it's passing of the torch because they're on the same team. Do you think Chase Elliott has, I mean, obviously he's good because he won the uh, championship this year, but, like, the potential to uh, be as good, if not better, than Jimmy Johnson? Like, are we just seeing the uh, the tip of the iceberg here, so to speak, uh, if ter- in terms of what he can do as a driver? Um, yeah, Chase Elliott, he is... He comes from a racing family. Um, he's on one of the best teams in NASCAR history with uh, Rick Hendrick as his owner. Uh, he's the most popular driver. He has no shortage of uh, sponsor funding and uh, sponsorship. Um, and he's talented. I mean, at age 24, he is a NASCAR Cup Series champion. So we might see, you know, another seven-time winner. Um, I'm not his biggest fan, so I'm going to say I hope not, but it is that he definitely has the potential to be one of the best. There you have it. All right, moving on to the NFL. Uh, we had a weird week of NFL football, I would say. We had some interesting games. 
a lot of storylines to talk about. We'll start with the Thursday night game. And it was your team, the Packers, playing the 49ers. People were saying it was like a revenge game. I would hardly call it that. The 49ers were really banged up. I think the 49ers are one of the unluckiest teams in football. You're starting to get healthy. It looks like you're on a nice little roll there. They just beat the Patriots pretty handily. And then you have all these injuries suffered uh, against the Seahawks. And then you come limping in against the Packers. Their season's basically over because Jimmy G's out. Kittle was out that game. Uh, what were your impressions of that one? Because uh, it was an impressive Packers performance, but against a pretty banged-up 49ers team, who I think is out. But uh, is this Packers team a legit contender? Because I think they were frauds kind of last year. Uh, but they look, they look, they look good. Yeah, um, and like you were saying, like a revenge game, and obviously the Packers got beaten by them pretty bad both times last year. Um, and so you come into this game like, oh, you know, we got to like show these guys, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then watching the game, you're like, this isn't like, I had no satisfaction of winning. I mean, yes, I was happy that we were winning, but I mean, this was a JV team up in the San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's um, a healthy assumption just the Packers based off this performance. Um, I, I think, honestly, any team that is um, competent could have beat that 49ers team. They were just so banged up, so injured, and just, they were helpless, really. No, I know... Um, I do think they're contenders, but not because of this past game. No, I, I agree with you. And I know the transitive property doesn't really work in football, uh, like, when wins, wins-wise. But when you watch this Buccaneers team, which we'll get to in a little bit, they kind of got rolled by the Saints. And that's a team that you guys got pretty handily beaten by. As far as where do you think the Packers stack up on the uh, top tier of teams in the NFC? If you had to do like, are they, are they a top three team right now in the NFC? In the NFC, yeah, I do think we are. Um, the Buccaneers game, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, we got our, we got smoked. There's no way around it. But if you look at what's happened that game, you started off fast. Then you throw basically two pick sixes. Um, one was a pick six. The other, they got down at the one-yard line. Um, I mean, they had to just take a one-yard run in. Um, and then their defense made a stop. We couldn't stop them. And suddenly, you're going from a 10-0 lead. And then seven minutes later, you're down 21 percent um, the game just got out of hand for us. Um, it happens sometimes in the NFL. So I don't think, I think a lot of people put too much investment in um, some games. I think that's one that the game just got away from us. So yeah, um, it, it happens. Sometimes you lose bad. Sometimes you win big. That's not indicative always of how good of a team you are. We'll go Texans-Jaguars now. I mean, this one, we'll, we'll go quickly on this. I think... I, I was hearing from around the, the uh, you know, the people are saying the uh, Texans are trying to make a late season push. They don't have a first round draft pick this year, so tanking doesn't really work for them. They got the interim head coach and Romeo Cornelli. Deshaun Watson, apparently, he didn't want him to trade Will Fuller, so they're trying to make a push here. And this is a good game to start against Jacksonville. Now, they pulled out the win, but they were playing a rookie quarterback who was drafted in the sixth round, had yet to throw an NFL pass. And they kind of let it almost get away from them near the end there. I think Deshaun Watts, all they needed to do was pick up a first down. They couldn't do it. I think the Texans are a little undermanned. And this game just kind of showed me, like, yeah, I don't think. And there, any hopes of them making a late-season push, I think, are just kind of uh, delusional at this point because I don't see this team really going um, 
anywhere from my perspective. And they also screwed us on the uh, free money this week, which we had a horrible week, and that was one of the ones that contributed to it. But um, I will say this for the Texans. Will Fuller has established himself as a legit number one receiver in this league. I, I have my doubts about him because he's always injured, but he scored a touchdown in six straight games. So that is pretty impressive. They just tied a, he just tied a franchise record set by uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, he's a, he's a legit receiver there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this Texans, they need an overhaul on defense or something because Sean Watson's got to get some help. Yeah, um, and if this team is wanting to make a push, one, they're probably going to have to win seven of their last eight or eight of their last eight yeah. to make the playoffs. And this is a team that's barely beating um, a team led by Jake Lutton. Um, uh, it's not happening. Uh, this puppy's over for him. We'll go Giants, Washington. It's weird that this is an important battle in the NFC East because both of these teams are like somewhat still in it, especially the Washington football team. If they win, they're at three wins. They're right behind the Redskins. Uh, the Giants kind of spoiled their plans. Uh, Daniel Jones, he is undefeated against Washington in his career, and this is the first game he has not had a turnover, I think in like 43 consecutive starts or something crazy like that. Uh, maybe it was 30. It was, it was up there. But the first game without a turnover, he played a clean game. Uh... Unfortunately, Kyle Allen went down. Alex Smith, it was nice to see him throw a touchdown pass, but he kind of blew it near the end. I don't know. Do you even have any thoughts on this one? I mean, there's not much to say. It was, it's the ugly game you'd expect, I would just... Yeah, um, a typical bad game between two bad teams. Uh, Ravens-Colts, uh, this is a good game. Uh, the Colts defense kept a minute. I think this Colts defense is legit. I think they're one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, they got at some quarterback problems. Um... Philip Rivers wasn't the answer. I mean, he wasn't the answer in San Diego. That's why they got rid of him near the end. Uh, I, I would have thought, I guess, be, behind this offensive line and getting him a running game that it would have helped, but uh, it clearly has not because that offense needs some work. I mean, that's one of the offense. Like, they kind of fly under the radar as they've been a very bad offense, and if you look at the games, they've scored a lot of points. It's been against some pretty bad teams. But you mentioned this to me earlier this week. Uh, the run game really, I mean... Jonathan Taylor hasn't been that special. T.Y. Hilton's been non-existent. He's probably going to be gone by the end of the year. This is It's a Colts team that's like, it has all the pieces to contend, but they're still kind of like in the middle of the pack right now. What do you think it takes for this team to get over the edge? And do you think they can do it uh, in this division? Um, yeah, I think, I think they are going to be a playoff team. Like you said, I think they have enough talent to where they're going to be able to win games just based off talent. When you're facing up against uh, one of the best teams in the AFC, um, like the Ravens, um, this Colts team has shown that they can't, you know, beat teams like this. Um, so they're going to have to execute, especially running the ball um, more. They're going to have to figure out whatever they need to figure out with quarterback. Um, and that was kind of going into this year. They they always felt like they were a quarterback away. Um they got their guy. It's not working out. Um, they just need to execute offensively better. But they do have talent. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, he played a pretty clean game. No interceptions, no touchdown pass. He did run for a touchdown. Uh, I have my doubts about him in a big game. In big games, this doesn't really qualify as a huge one. But he was playing a solid team, and unlike the Steelers game, he didn't turn it over. So he did a good job managing that one. Uh, Lions, Vikings, Vikings, do you, I, this is the only question I have, because I know the Lions are frauds. I think Matt Patricia's going to get the axe after this year. They have no identity. Minnesota Vikings, though, 
that's a pretty impressive win they had against the Packers. Now they come into Detroit and handle them uh, pretty easily. They're going to face a, a pitiful Bears offense uh, this Monday night. Do you think they can make a playoff push? I think they're going to push. I don't think they're as bad. Um, they were 1-5 going into Green Bay. I just nev- I never thought they were a 1-5 team. No, they neither did I. Um, they were better than the record showed, and now they're starting with one like it. Yeah. Um, Mike Wimmer, I think, is a pretty good coach that's not going to, you know, let the train get off the tracks, if, um, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But um, they figured out what they need to do, and that's to run the ball. They gave Dalvin Cook the ball. 22 times and he had over 200 yards and two touchdowns. I think if they can make the playoffs, Delvin Cook should be a legitimate MVP candidate. He goes off every game. And I know they don't like giving it to running backs, but he is their whole offense. Kirk Cousins is basically a game manager. I mean, I do like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, so he can push it downfield when he has to. But if you watch most of these games, especially, I mean, you saw him playing the Packers, it's a Dalvin Cook show over there. I think he has, if he can keep up the pace that he's going, he seriously needs to be in the MVP discussion. I know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's hard when you have a losing record, but if they can somehow go 9-7, and seven, slip in, he, he should be right there. And you made a good point. There's a lot of these games they really could have and should have won. Uh, they lost to the Titans on a last-second field goal. Uh, the Seahawks game they should have won. Uh, Zimmer didn't go for it on fourth down. Um, so I, they, they've, been, they've been there on a couple occasions. Uh, we'll go. Finally, they're, uh, the finish close out the NFC uh, North here. Bears-Titans, and this one about as horribly as you would expect. Matt Nagy needs to go as a play caller. I'm not ready to fire him just yet, but it's getting ridiculous. For a guy that's supposed to be building a culture over there, they're the most undisciplined team in the NFL. They lead the league in penalties. Nick Foles stinks. I would rather just put Trubisky back there behind that offensive line, quite honestly, because at least he can move. And the offense they're calling, like the reason Trubisky got a lot of flack because he's like, oh, I can't run the Kansas City offense with them. Well, apparently neither can Foles because the, the, even the fact they scored 17 points is misleading because most of those were in garbage time where, you know, the Titans were playing pretty soft zone there. It was, it was, dis- that that whole game was disgusting. There was one point they had a fourth and one, false start. Then it goes to fourth and six, another false start, and then they have to punt. That just sums up their whole season right there. I feel bad for Khalil Mack. I feel bad for Roquan Smith. These guys that have been balling out all year, and they're going to get wasted on defense. It might need to be an overhaul in Chicago. Because right now, Chicago's stuck in football mediocrity. You're going to be 8-8 eight and eight and waste this defense. And we're not, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. On the flip side for the Titans, I'll be honest, I wasn't really that impressed with them. I know they're a 6-2 team. Uh, I'm kind of selling my Titans stock. I think they'll, they'll get in the playoffs. I don't know how good they're going to be this year. But uh, I don't know. What, what were your impressions from that one? Yes, I think so. I mean, the, he never has anywhere to run. Like, he's always getting chopped up in the backfield where he has to, like, fight just to get a yard. 
And Matt Nagy has shown that he doesn't like to run the ball. I mean, he's always saying we need to run the ball, we need to run the ball, but they don't. Like, they're a team that's going to throw 40 times a game. But it's a problem when Bacarius Mingo, a special teams player and backup linebacker, is your leading rusher. He led the team in rushing on a fake punt with 11 yards. That's a problem. That is a problem. I don't know. It makes me, it makes me sick. You've got to be surprised. I don't know. I mean, looking at the schedule, let's see. Who can they beat? I don't think they beat the Vikings Monday night. I don't think they beat the Packers. We got lucky against Detroit once. I see maybe three wins remaining on this schedule. They're going to be an 8-18. 8-8, and 9-7. Eight and eight, I think they would be a very. I mean, cause at one point, weren't they a five and one team? Yep. Yeah, so they've lost three in a row now. Um, and that five and one, people put in some stock, saying, "Oh, well, they're winning games. They're winning games." But I think if they go eight and eight, they're going to be one of the worst eight and eight teams I've seen. They were one of the worst eight and eight teams I've ever seen last year. Like that eight and eight was a fraud, yeah. and it could have been much worse than that. They had to survive Denver with a game-winning field goal and so on. So like, yeah. I'd, it's ugly there. Chiefs-Panthers. Uh, a little bit of a trap game here with Christian McCaffrey coming back. The Panthers look good. I uh, I like this Panthers team and what they're building going forward. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a very solid quarterback. He looked great going down the stretch, leading that team up and down the field. And he kept up with Patrick Mahomes in a shootout, working with a little less talent. Uh, they didn't really bother easing McCaffrey back either. <laughs> they gave him um, the majority of 18 carries. They... He had uh, 10 catches, so he had a lot of volume. Uh, Chiefs volume, keep finding a way to win. I think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, Panthers, though, I always... This team, you look at their record, and they're a lot better than what the record shows. That, that's going to be a good team in the next couple of years, I think. Uh, um, the head coach is doing a nice job. Now, what the hell is the Baylor guy? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know... Uh, Probably for the Panthers, they're probably their Super Bowl this year. Um, played with a lot of energy. Um, got out of front early. Matt Rule. But, sorry to interrupt. Matt Rule, head coach. Matt Rule. Sorry. Yeah. That is, all right. Sorry, continue. And, um, Kansas City, you know, great teams find ways to win. They came out a little sluggish. They're playing inferior competition, um, but they found a way to win, and that's what great teams do. Um, but, yeah, I like the – I think Matt uh, – Seahawks, Bills, uh, they're letting Russ cook, and it was uh, kind of ugly. Uh, he's kind of losing his lead in the MVP conversation. We were just talking about the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, another one that could legit be considered for it because he's got only one interception, like 25-plus touchdowns. They got a much better They got a better record than the Seahawks right now, too. Wilson, uh, you know, he had some nice throws in this one, but uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, not a terrible game. But I don't think it's is a unanimous of an MVP voting as it was earlier in the year. Patrick Mahomes is probably gaining some ground, if not past him, uh, in this race. Meanwhile, Josh Allen kind of got it right. I was worried about him for a little bit. Bills played a good game. The Bills are a weird team. Do you think the Bills are good? Um, you asked me this last week, and I said I think they're a little 
one week they'll look average yep. and slow and mediocre, and then the next week they'll come out firing at all cylinders. So I really don't know what this team. They're an anomaly for me. Yeah, it's hard to say. I, my concern is their defense is not as good as last year, so they kind of need Josh Allen to play well, which later in the year. And I can't. he's another guy I can't really tell if he's good or not because he came off to this scorching hot start and then his inaccuracy was showing the past couple of weeks. They almost lost to a horrible Jets team. That's a weird one for me, but it was good for him to get back on track. The Seahawks defense is a good team to do it, and that's kind of, that's kind of why I think Russell Wilson should still be leading the MVP conversation despite the stats because that defense he has to work with is bad. It's like Jamal Adams is that team's best pass rusher, and he's a safety. That's a problem. They are the worst team against uh, receivers and pass coverage this year too. So you're gonna have to win shootouts all the time in Seattle. That's why I was I'm a little concerned about their. Uh, them being legit Super Bowl contenders, but we'll 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 see how that goes uh, moving forward. Falcons, uh, Broncos, not much to say there. Drew Locke, you know, he had a decent game. Uh, Falcons finally pulling out under their interim head coach Raheem Morris. They're three and one, so um, Falcons got a little fight left in them at three and six. We'll see how that goes the rest of the year. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, boy, the Chargers is fine. That, that's the Falcons of the AFC, if not worse. I don't. Did you see how that one ended? I did not, but it looks like they uh, got outscored 17-9 in the second half. The um, so just another blown lead. They came back. Well, they were losing. Uh, Herbert let him down the field. He had one second left at the five-yard line. And it was a ballsy play call. They had three receivers stacked up to the left. And it was their best three receivers. They had Williams, Keenan Allen, and I believe it was Hunter Henry, the tight end. And then they had their like backup or third string tight end out to the right one on one, and they threw a fade to him. He caught it for the game winning touchdown. They're all celebrating, and Gruden throws a challenge flag, and it turns out he bobbled it incomplete. So they went from winning on the last play to losing yet again on the last play of the game. It's like Justin Herbert is he's been good. Like I've watched in the past couple weeks, he's got a ton of composure. He makes big throws. He's mobile. He can hang in the pocket. He's tough. I I am very impressed by him. It's unfortunate they just keep they can't hold on to any leads, and it almost got. And I like Anthony Lynn as a head coach, but it makes you wonder like it might be time to you know warm up that seat a little bit because some of these have to come down to coaching. They blow a lot of fourth quarter leads and a lot of ugly ones. And this is one they they probably should have won. Um, Raiders meanwhile five and three. That's a quiet five and three. They're not a bad team. Uh, Gruden's doing a good job with them over there. Then we'll go Dolphins, Cardinals, shootout in the desert. Tua, another rookie that looks very good. Oh, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, did you watch it? I, I know you probably didn't watch many of those, but do you have any impressions from the uh, Miami game? Or did you see any of it? Yeah, it looks like you know, a lot of these rookie quarterbacks are playing very well. Um, Burrow's been good. Tua looked really good on Sunday. And then Herbert's been... Very, I think very. I think he's my rookie of the year right now is Justin Herbert. But you know, it's good for two of he, he wasn't great. He won against the Rams, but he wasn't great. He comes in against a contender, a team that's five and two, um, and he um, he goes to Arizona and he wins and he plays well doing it. So um, good for two. All the rookie quarterbacks so far have uh, looked good at that point. 
Then we'll go Steelers Cowboys. Cowboys almost pulled this one out. Been Big Ben on one leg. He came out and uh, willed them back. This is the Steelers are a team. Like I'm not gonna say they're fraud because they're eight no. You're eight no for a reason. But I don't think they're as good as their record, and I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens are probably better than them, even though they've beaten them once. Because uh, it took like four turnovers for that to happen, and I think the Chiefs, the uh, Chiefs, are better than them. Uh, I don't see the Steelers winning the AFC, but they found another way to win. Mike Tomlin uh, solidifying himself as one of the best coaches in NFL history. He has yet to have a losing season, and he clinched that this week with an 8-0 record. Uh, so congrats to him. Yeah, and also, um, I just wanted to say this. Uh, Eric Gilbert, congrats to him. Um, he was one of my favorite quarterbacks in the uh, old AAF. Um, which is probably going to win MVP and the championship there. Um, and if you remember, he was the guy that replaced Colt McCoy in the national championship with Texas way back. There you so go. He's had, a, he's had a journey, um, cause he eventually transferred to Southern Methodist University, started there. He's had kind of an up and down journey. Um, so congrats to him for making his first NFL start after everything that he's I didn't think Garrett Gilbert looked that bad. He was facing, I mean, the the Steelers' defense, I'll say this about them, they have a great pass rush. They have the best pass rush in the league. They lead the league in sacks. And the Cowboys give up a lot. Like, they're not good under pressure. That offensive line has been banged up. If you look at the numbers. Uh, I think 43% of dropbacks, the quarterback's been pressured this year for the Cowboys. And then you mix that with the Steelers' pass defense, which is sixth in the league. Gilbert, considering the circumstances, he didn't have a terrible game. I mean, 243 yards, he kept him in it most of the game. One touchdown, he had a kind of a costly interception late uh, in the red zone that hurt. But for the most part, I think he had a solid performance. He looked comfortable back there. He was playing with confidence. Uh, I think that might be the guy moving forward um, if Andy Dalton's not back. I know there was between him and Cooper Rush and the uh, Ben DiNucci experiment, and I think they picked the right guy with uh, Gilbert. Uh, so good for him. Uh, he's been in football a while. He's the most experienced, um, and he could be a decent game manager. Yeah. Uh, Saints Bucks. Wow, this was ugly. This got ugly fast. They ran the ball four times, five technically, but one was a kneel down. That's a problem. Bruce Arians. I do not think he's a good coach. I'm gonna go out and say it. I mean, that that was horrible. They didn't look like they had any game plan except chuck it up to Antonio Brown. The defense looked gassed. I ugh, that was ugly on all fronts, especially from Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady probably played the worst game of his career. Um, yeah, I not much to say that hasn't already been said. You got <laughs> you got anything on that one? Um, yeah, I, I don't understand. Like I understand you go down early and you have to throw the ball, but they had five rushes and one was a kneel down by Blaine Gabbert. So they only ran the ball really four times. Least amount in NFL history. Yep. Yeah. So, and I understand, you, you, like I said, you go down and you have to throw the ball. But you have to run the football. You know, I mean, I, I just, like you said, like this Bruce Arians run offense, you know, a lot of people have, he did well in Indianapolis under the circumstances. He made a couple of playoff runs in Arizona. But I, I games like this are kind of, kind of think to yourself, like, is he really that good? Maybe this is just a one-off thing. But this Bucs team has played so inconsistent. 
all year. And you have to uh, wonder where that comes from, if that comes down to game planning, coaching, players, I don't know. Here's my theory. I think they were babysitting Antonio Brown all week, and they were worried about that, making sure he's going to behave. And that took away from what happened this week. I think he's a sideshow already. And the Leonard Fournette thing is an excellent point. Because I remember him last year in Jacksonville. We were, I was at a Colts game last year. The man was the Jaguars' entire offense. Like, he's a freight train. The Bucks only gave him the ball six times. Like, I understand he got Ronald Jones, but, you know, one carry for Leonard Fournette is not going to cut it. And he can do more damage in the passing game, too, if you let him. I mean, he's got to have the ball more than six times a game. He needs more snaps. Why would you pick him up if you're not going to use him? That was his, like, because on paper, I think this, the Buccaneers have a better roster on paper. I, like, there's no reason they shouldn't have won that game or at least made it competitive. I will say this for the Saints, though. I do like how they use Taysom Hill. I think pure football player, he's one of the best pure football players in the league. The guy runs like a running back, like, barreling down on you. He's a very physical runner. He had a nice throw early in the game, too, because when they line him up in quarterback, you just assume he's going to run. So it's nice to see uh, Sean Payton trusting him to air it out twice, and he had 48 yards doing so. So this is a Drew Brees, another guy who played really well. He had a couple big throws. He's 4-1 now against Tom Brady in his career. Uh, this Saints team starting to put it together. That's a 6-2 and two team that's pretty good. I think they get all everything clicking. They get uh, Michael Thomas back. Uh Watch out. Oh, Michael Thomas did play this one. Now that once he gets like fully healthy, him and Emmanuel Sanders, it's going to be a dangerous team. I think this is a contender. I think the Saints are, in fact, a contender. I still think the Bucks are too, but they got to get that whole thing figured out. Um, finally, Patriots-Jets. We ended the week on kind of what I thought was going to be a dud. Turned out to be a good game. Joe Flacco turned back the clock. Did you know he passed Joe Montana as 20th all-time in passing yards in his career? So... Is Joe Flacco elite? Uh, no. Good. Yeah, that was a trick question there. <laughs> um, I should, yeah, that should have to explain why. No, if you watched him play, you should. Cam Newton played well. I, I He let him down late. I don't know. If you're the Patriots, because that win did, I mean, a win wouldn't have done anything for the Jets. They'd still be horrible. The Patriots, meanwhile, are kind of a weird spot. Where the Dolphins and Bills are kind of running away with that division. And it's going to be tough to slip into a wild card spot. With Cam Newton, he's obviously trying to be competitive. Do you tank the rest of the season? Or do you think they're trying to make a push here late with Belichick? Because Belichick's smart. He knows they don't have a whole lot of pieces. But uh, what would you, if you're running the Patriots here, what, do you do, what would you do with them the rest of the year? Um, I think... Even if they try to push, they're not good enough to push. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think they're back in the team. They're able to outcoach themselves for a couple wins early, but the last three or four weeks, they have not looked good. Offensively, um, you know, their two biggest running backs, one of their biggest running backs is Rex Burkhead, and their biggest receiver last week was Jacoby Myers. He stinks. These guys are world beaters. This offense just doesn't have a lot of talent. And I think Belichick knows that. I think Belichick's looking to rebuild this team, and he knows that. And once you embrace the rebuild, that's the first step to becoming a good team again. He was staying on a radio show last week. He's like, yeah, we kind of sold out to win all those Super Bowls with Brady, and now this is the repercussions. Like, you're going down that list. I, I, I agree. Like, Jacoby Myers is not a good 
wide receiver. They they don't have a whole lot to work with. It's just kind of Cam Newton and then what's left of the defense that didn't opt out for COVID reasons. Um, yeah, I what so heading into next week, uh, slate of games. Uh, we'll just go over like some of the big ones uh, here on the schedule. Uh, let's see, pull this up here. They got Colts Titans. Could be an interesting game. Could battle for first place. The other one that really kind of stands out, Seahawks-Rams. Uh, should be a pretty big game. Um, and then Bears-Vikings it might be actually kind of a big game in the NFC. Do you have any, uh, what are you looking for for next week? Key points to watch for. Uh, or who, who you're looking to have a big breakout performance. Or uh, any, any impressions for heading into next week? That should be fun, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that should be a look to the future of the NFL, the games you've mentioned. I think it's a good slate of games. They have seen a whole bunch of bad games. Um, so, And they actually have a good Thursday night game. So that is nice. Yeah, Thursday night is going to be. That'll be a fun one tomorrow. So It usually doesn't happen. So enjoy the good Thursday night game while you can. That's all we have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening, uh, and enjoy the rest of your week.